Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi and welcome to this episode where I'm going to talk about the five money essentials. Now, these are things that will all sound pretty logical, um, but it's one of the the things where we need to kind of, if we need help prioritizing what to do first, because quite often there's this concept in our heads of, I've got all this to do and I don't know where to start, or this all seems too hard. I'm going to demystify it, simplify it, and break it down into five things that you can do um, in order of priority to get your money sorted, to make sure that you have the essentials, fundamentals, whatever you want to call it, covered. And then there's the next level. So once you've focused on these, there's still, there's always more to do. I mean, there's, it's like one of the, it's like housework in a way. It's like never ending. There's always something that you can do, but rather than focus on all of the noise and all of the stuff and all of the, you know, the hype that we read about in the news and all the fear that goes with it, let's just simplify it back down to the basics and this will hopefully help you give you some focus so that you can move forward with confidence and ease because that's what 2023 I really think should be about building wealth finding more ease finding more calm it's been a very disruptive few years so I think an equilibrium is needed right now so I'll just I'll quickly talk through the five things if you if you're short on time and then I'll go into each one a bit more in a bit more detail so the first thing you really need an emergency fund. Like that's 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 absolutely key. Um, so having having money there for a rainy day. Number two is paying off debt. The priority for paying off debt is focus on what has the highest interest rate first. I know a lot of people focus on mortgages, but if you've got credit card or personal debt that's higher, that is more important to to pay off more than your minimum. Okay, number two. Number three, increase your super. Really optimize it. Add to it in any way you can if you can salary sacrifice. Anyway, so increasing your super is number three. Number four is get into the habit of saving. Saving or investing, let's start with saving though. So it needs to become a habit. If you need to automate it, whatever you need to do, I'll go through some some um, some tips and, and tricks, to, or tricks, things that you can do, but that's number four. And then number five is get your estate planning sorted. At the very least, you will. Have a will. A valid current will. You can, and I really recommend a lawyer for this. So they're, they're your f- top five things. So I'll just go through them quickly again. One, emergency fund. Pay off the debt with the highest interest rate first. Increase your super. Get into the habit of saving. And get your estate plan, aka your will, amongst other things, sorted. All right. So now I'm going to start to go into each one of those in a little bit more detail to kind of explain a bit more of the how, not just the what. Because I really, I, I, that I used to always trip me up. I'd be like, yeah, but how? But how was kind of like the first, it was, it was actually, it. I actually realized it became a habit for me. Whenever something I was told or I read or I heard something that was new or unfamiliar, um, or even if it's something I'd heard repeatedly, but I hadn't actually implemented, my brain would always automatically go to, but how? So I'm going to try and create a little circuit breaker and also, in case this is you, because if you relate to this, then then you'll you'll understand what I'm saying, is rather than going, but how? Be like, okay, I'm not there yet. 
So let's look at what I can do and how I can do it to get there. So you're still there, but it's not so much focused on the how because the how can be debilitating. If you're constantly stuck in but how, it's going to hold you back from even figuring out the how. That's the irony of it. We get so stuck in some things and then and we, we create these mental barriers. Um, and it's it's something we really need to catch ourselves on and give other, permi- other people permission to catch us as well. Even just the other day, I said to my mom, I was like, oh, I say this repeatedly. I said, please feel free to call me on it. I don't want to repeat this pattern anymore. And I don't want to say this phrase anymore. Please just call me on it if you hear me say it. Um, so do that as well, because we all need help. You know, we can't all do it all on our own. That's that's one of the reasons why. And I and that, to be, to be honest, is a big thing. I was reading a book the other day and the concept of receiving kind of came and I had a little physical reaction to it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like I'm, I'm so eager to try and help and be of help and be of use that I can often sort of suffer from the not help, not being help. So not allowing t- people to help me or to receive um, easily. So there's there's stuff I'm working on too because we're, we're all a work in progress because how boring would it be if we're all perfect, really? So, you know, that's what makes us interesting and colorful is the fact that we have to work on things. All right, so I'm going to get stuck into the, the detail of, the, of what I said at the beginning. So the first one is the emergency fund. Now, quite often people are like, oh, well, how much do I put in? What do I if you actually go through, and you don't need to do a full budget, but if you have a look at your bank account over, say, a three to six month period and just look at the outgoings, not, not, not like money transfers or anything, but actual bills, have a look at what goes out. That's, that's the amount that you need to save. So it's taking into account all the things that if you lost your job or your partner lost um, their job, whatever it is, if you need to survive with no income coming in for six months or even potentially 12 months, that's that's where I'm, I'm at. I always keep like a buffer between eight and 12 months, depending. Um, and and it's what you would need to be able to survive. So have a look at all the bills, have a look at groceries. You can cut down on a few things, but there's some fun that you have to eat. Um, and if you've got children, you need to drive in places. So you do need fuel, you need a phone, you could reduce the plan. Yes. But what are the certain fundamentals that you, you need to cover and that figure? And also then figure out if the fastest way that you can save to get to that figure, if you can take, take that figure, divide it by six, if you can take six months to get to that amount and then you can keep that amount in there you don't necessarily have to keep topping it up um, but if there's an emergency and you draw down on it make sure you fill it back up again but it's one of those things where once you filled that tank you can leave that tank there don't touch it until you absolutely need it for an emergency a genuine emergency <laughs> and then there's some mindset stuff that goes with that as well which I'm not going to touch too much on today because I've I've had clients where they've had an emergency fund and they've got it to the level they wanted and then an emergency happens and they have to, you know, more or less empty it and then they, have, they get back to square one again. There's usually some patterns and energy and behavior that goes with that that actually are holding us back. So I'm not going to go into that. At the moment, we're just talking about the genuine how to get an emergency fund. So that's that's your how. And where to put that fund? Don't invest it in shares. This is money that you need. To, it has to be very liquid. You need to be able to get it on the day you need it. So for that, um, a high interest earning bank account, regular interest or regular bank accounts and like absolutely nothing. So anyway, going backwards. But at the moment in particular, there are some high interest. I'm not even talking about term deposit because that's locking it away as well. If you find some high interest uh, income earning bank accounts, you can get at the moment around the 3% mark, which is, yeah, it's better than it has been for a fair while. 
But whatever you need to do to find, like you can look on those find app, like comparison sites to see where is what it is at the moment. Um, sometimes they have qualifications, like you need to do a certain number of deposits every month, which is a good thing because you want to be putting money into it. But you also have to realize once you get to that 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 limit of your six to 12 months um will they keep paying you interest even if you if you have to do a deposit whatever the minimum is maybe you can then just switch to doing the minimum um so that's that's number one emergency fund extremely important um i've had to use it hours before and topped it back up again and geez it feels it feels good having it and then when it's down i I have like little help i'm like i've got to get back up again i've got to get it back up again um but then the the plus side is is it also gives you i'm gonna because i'm going to talk about number three or sorry number four which is getting into the habit of saving that's already getting you into the habit of saving and you're doing it for a defined purpose you have an actual number you have to have that number otherwise it's just arbitrary and it's too easy to to fall by the wayside, you're like, oh, I won't put money in that account this month. I've got, I've got an extra bill. You know, the insurance has come in, so I'll pay that. No, no, have to put that one in there. All right. So then, number two is paying off debt. One of the things we seem to hear a lot about is, oh, we want to pay off our home. That's kind of like the main priority. In terms of the cost of the debt from an interest rate or a percentage perspective, it's usually the lowest interest sort of percentage um, of, yes, it's a a large volume of money, um, but from a a percentage perspective, it's actually one of the lowest forms of debt that we usually have. When you think of credit cards, they're anywhere between 18 and 25%, which is astronomical. So in terms of the extra money, so say for instance you you buy even even these one thing these um, credit cards that start on interest free, a you usually have to pay like ninety bucks to set them up, so there's already a cost, and then if you don't pay it off within the interest free period, they slug you big time. Those are the sorts of things you just need to pay them off, like just hammer the more than the minimum amount. So pay the minimum amount on everything else, and then just hammer anything extra into those as much, even if it's like ten dollars extra, whatever you can manage. Get focused on getting rid of it. Get rid, and then once that's gone, focus on the next one. If there's personal loans, like for cars and whatever, they usually run around the eight to to twelve to sixteen sometimes, depending on the kind of um, credit scores you've got and the and the sort of deal that was around at the time. Get rid of them for them as well, because what you where you want to get to is that the only debt you have is your home loan. Everything else that you then need, you are going to save for rather than going into debt for. If you can even save for a car, I would, yeah, we did that um, a year ago. My my little 22-year-old Corolla had finally become, you know, really uh, uncost-effective uncost effect, um, in terms of its repairs and, and what was going wrong with it. So we ended up, and I'd had a car fund I'd been saving in um, for a few years. And so we just dug into that and bought a car with cash and well check because you can't really carry around that much cash and um, and then I started to put that money back into my investment account so I've been investing every month but I hadn't been investing as much and as soon as I didn't have to pay money into an account to save up for a car I then just transferred that into another account because if you don't that money will dwindle away um, so yeah so debt that's that's the focus the highest interest rate debt first get rid of that hammer it and then move on from there number three superannuation so regardless of what age you are looking at retirement is still important knowing your number um, what it is that you need to retire for the amount of income that you want every year there are like the money smart website it's a government website they have some really good calculators on there Um, you could even talk to a financial planner about it and they can go into a bit more detail and you figure out what the what the capital is that you need 
that will earn you the income that you want a year while you're in retirement. Um, just to, like the, I think the standard they usually use is about $50,000 for a couple and usually about $25,000, $30,000 for a single. That's for a very sort of standard basic lifestyle. Um, if you want to travel and do lots of other things, then you might need some more, but you need to know what your number is. But before you even figure all that out, because that can be, you know, down the track steps, just start putting extra salary sacrifice into into your superannuation because it's also tax effective. It's the most tax effective way to invest. <laughs> Um, and quite often employers and you ask your HR department um, whether or not they're going to match. So sometimes if you salary sacrifice, there's a scheme where the employers will say, for instance, you know, we've got a rate at the moment of 10.5% and you want to put an extra 2% of your pay in, they'll match that 2%. So you end up with 14.5% that's going into your super, which is so much more than the standard 10.5%. So it's, um, it's worthwhile asking the question. And even if they don't match, still put an extra, say, 2% in of your pay before tax um, and you probably won't even notice it because it's gone before you even get paid and before you realize it you're actually increasing if you want to top up your super after tax you can do that Um, you notify your super fund there's a particular form that either the tax office has a standard form or your super fund may have their own form where you notify them that you're going to be putting an extra amount into super that you're going to claim a tax deduction for in your tax return that's another way you can do it as well but the simplest way is salary sacrificing so try that method first with your hr department where you work and if you're self-employed I really hope you're actually putting money into super because a lot of self-employed businesses um, and small businesses tend to put that on the back burner, really put things into super. Very important. So that was number three. Number four, we've kind of touched on, which is getting into the habit of saving and saving for things rather than putting things on credit and then having to pay off the credit card because then you're going back to, you know, step two, which is the paying off debt. We're trying to get more proactive here financially. So, but just get into the habit of saving. So we're looking at at your, you know, when you, the first one, which was the emergency fund, that's getting you into that habit and then have other funds. I have, I have a few different things. I also have an investment fund for my daughter. So um, we deposit into that every quarter and that just ticks along. She still gets pocket money, but that, that fund sitting there for whether it's tertiary education um, to kind of help her along with things, there's, there's going to be parameters that, that come into the use of it. Uh, but that's another problem that's a good problem to have um and then yeah so you just and then you can then you save for things you can save for a holiday um we've just recently booked a trip to go back um to germany to visit my father-in-law we won't have seen him for five years and we've got a i have a travel and photography fund i don't need it for photography equipment at the moment so it's all all travel and yeah there won't be any credit cards used it'll all just be money that's been saved that goes towards the holiday and because we haven't traveled for a few years it's pretty healthy um, so it's, it's important to get into that habit. And once you get into the habit, it's harder to break it. Getting into it sometimes, which is why I often recommend automating it and setting out your bucket. So understand what your, what your money pie is, as I call it, and you carve it up and then you figure out what you can manage out of your income each month and then automate certain things so that they're done. And then what you're left with should be able to cover everything else. If it doesn't, then you've got to go back and reassess. So this is all part of a, a bigger picture but these are still the steps that become really important in and of themselves. Um, and then the number five, which was the estate planning. This is a bit of a big one if you tackle the whole thing all at once, which is why I'm like, just look at your will first while you're doing that. 
if you're doing, I, I recommend a lawyer does it because you can actually knock off a few things all in one go and the lawyer will help you do that altogether. So you have your will, an enduring power of attorney, uh, an advanced health directive, um, guardianship for children. And once, you, once you've done it, unless there's sort of major changes in your life, it's kind of set and forget. You can think about it and review it. If anything changes, relationships change, um, you know, it, someone comes into your life or someone leaves your life or, you know, whatever it is, then you, you will have to review it. Um, but for the most part, it's just a really good thing to get sorted and then it's done and it sits there and it brings you a lot of peace of mind as well. Part of that estate planning is also when I'll just go quickly back to the superannuation, they have a binding nomination. So superannuation is quite sort of unique. It sits outside the boundary of a will. Um, so it, there's a, cause it's a trust the way it's structured, the superannuation system. Um, and they, so they have nomination forms and you can have a binding nomination. Um, so for that, I won't go into too much detail there because I don't want to overwhelm you too much, um, but you can look at who your nominations are um, and they can you can change them. If it's just a standard nomination, you can change it with a form online. I recommend a binding nomination. That usually is a form you have to download, fill in, have a, uh, a JP witness it and then send it back. Um, that gives you more security. Um, they do last three years though. So you're going to have to refresh it every three years. So that's part of the estate planning. So that's there are some five essentials um, that I think you absolutely everybody must do. So I'm just going to recap them very quickly. So one was the emergency fund with six to 12 months of living expenses. Two, pay off debt with the highest interest rate first and then move down until you get to your mortgage. Number three, increase your um, contributions to super. Um, salary sacrifice, however, but just increase those contributions preferably before tax because that's you know the most tax effective and and then number five is get your estate plan in order so i hope you found this helpful i do have more information on my website on various things like this and if you have any questions please feel free to to message me um, and i can help direct you in certain areas and um, yeah i hope i hope that's helped and it's made things a little clearer about what you need to focus on first thanks for listening